Welcome into a special episode of the Out of the Box podcast. We've got a lot going on in the offseason, but this is a show that we just had to do. Gray Robertson and Tom Canterbury. Tom, how are you? Good. This is, uh, yeah, definitely uh, reach the definition of emergency pod yes. worthy news. Absolutely. We had to we had to talk about it, but also we had to talk to the person that it involves, an interview that has been a long time coming. Of course, before we start the conversation, make sure you follow us on Twitter at outofthebox underscore pod, like, share, subscribe, and all of that fun stuff. As we were getting ready for Alabama volleyball to start the season last weekend, we were informed of some news that would change Alabama softball forever, and that is that our dear friend, uh, one of the greatest that, that we know, both personally and professionally, Allison Habits, was retiring after 25 seasons with the Alabama Crimson Tide. Her resume is long. We'll read it all in just a moment. But Tom, for years, we would see Allie, and she would say, when am I coming on the podcast? Mm. And I think now's the time. I guess, yes, that would be the time to do it. Let's do it. Please welcome to the show, Allison Habits. Allie, we're glad you're here. How are you? I have officially arrived. I mean, it's only taken 25 years, but I'm finally on the out of the out of the box podcast. So I feel honored. I'm truly honored by this incredible opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're honored that you're here and there's so much to cover. I mean, a 2012 national championship, six SEC regular season titles, 14 World Series appearances, including this past season. What you did before Alabama is remarkable, and we'll cover that in just a little bit. But I wanted to talk about the the decision itself. Uh, You very eloquently wrote the why uh, in the statement that you released and that was released on RollTide.com. But but when did you know that it was now, that now was the time to take a step back and go back home? Well, that's a great question. You know, during this, you know, losing dad, you know, mom and dad were married 65 years, losing dad a little over a year ago. Obviously, it was a little harder to leave mom, you know, Uh, however, have a lot of siblings who were who were, you know, stepping up and and taking care of her. But it was still hard to leave her. And then this season, she had some medical issues, had a, you know, all of a sudden had some heart issues, had a defibrillator put in. So, you know, then then actually taking care of her and her needing 24 hour care was was weighing a little heavy on my heart. But after Italy, you know, Murph always graciously gave me time to go home whenever I needed it. And it was so appreciative. And he said, you know, everybody gets to go home for two weeks and um, just spend quality time with your family. So I thought I could come home and, um, you know, hang out with mom and give quality time. And and then I'd, I'd be able to, to leave again, you know, to, to start the new season. I was excited about that and all of our newcomers and, and returners. And but man, it just day in and day out, it became very clear that um, I couldn't leave her, you know, and every day I was like, God, you sure you don't want to change your mind, you know, so I, I gave him, you know, about a week and a half on that Sunday, because again, if I was going to do that, I certainly didn't want to tell Murph as the newcomers were moving in, and, you know, I wanted to do it at least give him a little time before the season started, and uh, the newcomers arrived, and the team, you know, started a new season, so you know, I gave God into that Sunday and every day I'm like, you sure you don't want to change your mind, you know, but he just, he made it very clear. I, I you know, I couldn't leave her. And um, I had peace in that and knowing it was the right thing to do, even though it was extremely difficult. So I'd say up until that Sunday before, <laughs> before the freshman moved in, um, that was kind of the, the last day that I decided, you know, it's the right thing to do. And it's, it's what I need to do for mom. As you look back on the 25 years that 
you were here at Alabama. Uh, is there a particular one thing uh, that sticks out as the most rewarding or just in general, uh, what was the most rewarding thing about being uh, a part of Alabama softball and, and being, um, you know, on this coaching staff? Whew, Tom, that's, <laughs> that is a loaded question because, you know, it, it's still raw for me. Um, and I probably haven't had the time to really process a lot of it. Um, but it's without a doubt, the people, you know, I mean, gosh, the, just the privilege of being able to coach so many, not only talented athletes, but just good, good kids, good people who, and families who gave me their trust and let me into their hearts and allowed me to watch them grow and help them grow in, in this critical time in their lives. You know, the college years, uh, just again, having that opportunity was special for me. The relationships I had, I had the, just the ability to have with, with our players. I mean, being a part of their lives was the most special, was the most special part for me. And then, then man, just the joy, the sheer passion of like seeing something in them that they, they maybe didn't see and finding a way or trying to find a way to push the right button or, or to say the right thing or to help them with the right drill to, to allow them, you know, just to be able to succeed or to be able to accomplish that task and then watch them succeed. I mean, that, truly filled me in, in ways that were unimaginable. Um, and obviously the championships, winning the Natty, I mean, gosh, it doesn't get any better than that, right? But, <laughs> you know, it's the people that I shared it with and those those special moments, um, you know, Mudita was was preached all the time, those selfless moments that I was able to witness, you know, in, you know, in games or at practice or whatever, um, were truly special, all of it. And then obviously, you know, being with Murph, I mean, he's the reason I'm here, you know, he's a, he's the reason I was able to, come here for 25 years and and to experience really my career I mean he's the reason I I have a career in this because it certainly um was not on my list of things to do and we can we can talk about that if you want but uh <laughs> definitely coaching softball not on Allison Habits's list of things to do for a career well when that was the decision of the career to be made uh how much did you know you playing at a high level in college at Louisiana, both basketball and softball help you uh, to be able to uh, have those relationships with players? Well, obviously my, my experience as an athlete, you know, gosh, since I was seven years old, playing baseball, I had some really great coaches um, playing baseball for, for so many years, all the way through high school, American Legion. Um, so just knowing the game, baseball, the fundamentals of fielding a ball, hitting and all that, Helped me with skill work, although it was different in softball. Um, then, of course, you know, turning that over to softball when I got in college. Obviously, Murph was there as the assistant coach. Uh, helped me a lot with, you know, hitting and and huh, the differences in that, for sure, and the way the ball moved. And uh, Yvette Gerard, you know, as a coach, just taught me so much. And then even in basketball, the teammates I had and the experience I had, you know, even – even winning and losing, you know, we lost a lot in basketball. So it certainly helped me appreciate winning and softball. And, you know, so there was just a lot of, I guess, intangible things that I learned being a teammate um, and things that I learned that I, I wanted to do as a teammate and didn't want to do, you know, learn from, from others. Uh, but as a coach, you know, I, I, I didn't know what all that looked like or meant because I had never done it before. 
You know, it's so interesting. I feel like in softball, we can talk about partnerships more than maybe in any other collegiate sport. I mean, up until a few years ago, we talked about Ralph and Karen, like it was one person. And I feel like you could almost do the same for Murph and Allie. You two were such a cohesive unit for so many years. You talked about how how Coach Murphy was impactful for you when you were a player. And then obviously you were together on the staff for 25 years plus. Can you even somewhat dive into how impactful that friendship, that partnership, that relationship with Patrick Murphy has been throughout your life? Oh, that's, again, that's a great question, Gray. I, you know, telling the team, well, actually telling Murph was probably the most difficult piece of this. And then a close second was, was telling the team and, and in telling them one, one thing that, that I told them was that this all began in 1990 when, when Patrick Murphy invested in me as an athlete, you know, I had never played softball, so he invested a lot in me. He <laughs> talk about throw BP. Now we turn on the lights and he'd throw buckets upon buckets of batting practice to me because I wasn't used to hitting a softball. So he invested a lot in me. And then when I go off, you know, I, I graduate, I go off and I'm playing baseball now, living my dream. And the SEC starts softball. And, you know, he calls me and says, Hey, will you come help me start the team here? You know, I got, got the head coaching job. And, and I was like, oh, softball like you know I was getting ready to take my LSAT I was playing baseball and I was going to move home to Louisiana and go to law school but I was like you know what Murph invested a lot in me I I owe him you know I just felt compelled that I needed to give back to him if he's going to ask me to do this then you know I will go and at least for a couple of years I'll help him and get it started and then I'll go back to Louisiana and go to law school and like get you know, I get to Alabama, of course, love the campus, love the people. But look, we're playing at a city park. I have to put up, help put up, you know, the outfield wall, the portable fences. I'm in the out first. I'm coaching outfield. I'd never played outfield in my life. I'm spraying the ant, ant piles in the outfield before every game. And we're playing in shorts. I, I'm, I mean, I'm from a baseball background. Like, I hated shorts. You hear me? Like, I thought they were the stupidest <laughs> thing ever. So we're playing in shorts. We have 50 people in the stands that's including the dogs and I'm like what am I doing here right however you know when I think about Murph like he had this dream okay because Murph always dreamed big and he just has vision with it and there was a passion in his dream like he wanted to build something special a dynasty that that nobody else had done obviously in the SEC and you know that wasn't my dream though like I had no idea why I was there I'm like what am I even doing here but Again, I cared about Murph because he had invested in me. So I kind of bought into his dream and I, I celebrated his dream and, and his vision. And it's interesting, like in celebrating that, God, I guess, organically revealed the gifts that I had um, to be a part of that and, and what that looked like for me and how that was going to fill me. And, and, and it was really just to, first of all, like to be a second mom to them, to help them always know they're valued and appreciated and loved where they are without judgment. And then, like, he revealed a passion in me that I had to, to try to find how, like, how to push their buttons and everybody's different, how to motivate them to become the athletes that they didn't see that, that they could even become. Like, that passion drove me. So, again, you know, we talk about Mudita, and I, I told him, I said, Mudita was in the fabric of, of this program from the, from the very beginning, before Murph knew what the word was, because it was only celebrating his vision that, that my gifts were revealed. And so I challenged them to, to do that because it, it's a real thing. Like Mudita, we talk about having vicarious joy for your teammates' success as if it were your own. 
it's a powerful thing because when you, when you truly do, and I told them when you truly do celebrate your teammates' successes or, or their gifts, like she is working her tail off in the weight room, like celebrate that, you know, because when you truly celebrate other people's gifts and their talents and accomplishments, you know, it's just funny how it works, but your gifts and talents organically are revealed and, and the things that truly fill you. So anyway, just again, being, he gave me, he gave me that opportunity and I just, I grew and grew. And, and then <laughs> I tell this story too. I, I'll just say this story might get a little long winded, but you know, I'm from Louisiana. So our first Cajun that I recruited was Lacey Prejean. So I'm watching her and I'm thinking, you know, she's, she's from our area. Like she's Cajun, like she's our people. Right. So I kind of feel a little <laughs> special connection to her and her family and obligation to her. Well, this is our first year, you know, and, and again, I, let's remember, I wanted to be there for about two years. Then I was going to law school. So Lacey comes on a visit. Okay. It's her first, her first, you know, it's 99. I think I was there for, for a year that, that fall. She's on a visit and her mom, and she was just, uh, she's just like a little deer in headlights, you know, away from home for the first time. Her mom comes up to me and says, Allie, you have to promise me you're going to be here for four years. Right. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, really? Like I have to promise this thing I'm going to be here for four years, you know? So there you go. I knew I was going to be there for four years. So what's 25? So <laughs> they responsible for me being there for 25 years. So <laughs> wow. that, thanks to Mama Prejean. Yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well done, Prejean. To, to go back to your question, being with Murph, and I told I told our players, like Murph's goal, you guys, was to be on ESPN because he loved ESPN, right? He just wanted to be on it. And you know, he's like, you think I was on ESPN that get, you know, he just so I mean, imagine now he runs from the cameras, but <laughs> again, it was celebrating his dream and his vision. He he just, I grew so much learning from him because he he thinks outside the box more than anyone I've ever been around and his vision. And, and you know, I mean, I obviously would have not stayed for 25 years if, if Murph wasn't in it for the right reasons. I mean, he truly cared. A lot of people can say person over athlete, but he walked that walk. I mean, he did some things like, man, let me tell you sometimes. So, th so we'd have senior days, you know, senior days, right. Where mm -hmm. we're honoring one senior. Well, you know, hmm, I'm competitive. I don't know if you know me. I mean, you guys know me well enough to know I'm very competitive. Okay. Well, specifically when we play LSU, I'm just going to throw that out there. Sure. Okay. <laughs> so there was this instance we're playing LSU and it's a senior day for a particular senior who wasn't a starter, okay, playing a very significant position. Well, Merce starts her, and she she wasn't the starter. And again, I'm thinking, uh, I want to <laughs> win this story. You know, I mean, I mean my heart's, look, I love her, you know, and I want her to have all that, what, but I want to win, you know? Mm -hmm. So again, just, I mean, I've had to learn and grow a lot because again, he, he, he played, he, he coaches with his heart oftentimes. And it is always about the person first. And that, that's why I stayed for 25 years in a, nut, in a nutshell, because, you know, it's about developing student athletes and helping them grow. And he'd bring in speakers. I mean, he's just done so much that I've learned from and appreciated over the years. And again, not just the opportunity he gave me, but the trust he put in me um, and just the lessons I learned and, and how he built a dynasty that, he, that he's built. Well, and we have to talk about, you know, simultaneous with the growth of this partnership and this coaching staff and your involvement in the program, the growth of the program and the sport in general. I mean, obviously, we didn't know this at the time, but let's look at the last game 
that you coached in at Rhodes. There were nearly 4,000 people at a super regional game that had folks lining up all the way down the street. The game was on a linear ESPN channel. And this is 25 years after, you know, in your words, you were killing ant beds and putting up fences and, before and, games. And and we didn't know what time that game was going to start until like 11, a, 11 p.m. the night before. Right. Uh, on, on a Sunday. Right. I, I mean, it's really crazy. Yeah, you, you're right. I mean, let me tell you, it has grown. <laughs> there are no words to define that. And obviously TV has helped that. Um the sport alone has the fast pace of, of the game and, and the way it just, you know, I can't tell me, I can't tell you the number of times people have come to games and, and they'll say, well, you know, especially older guys, you know, like, well, my wife drug me to a game and, you know, ever since the first game I'm hooked, it's so fast paced, you know? So it's just a great sport and a great game, but yeah, to recognize the growth of it, the growth of the sport. I mean, let me tell you this. I mean, I know you guys might know this, but when, when I first got to Alabama, the state softball tournament was slow pitch. It wasn't even fast pitch here. And now, I mean, gosh, just in the state of Alabama alone, there are some tremendous athletes that that have played, that have worn Alabama jersey. I mean, tremendous athlete. I mean, Haley McClenney, you know? Mm. Um, so just the sport in our state in 25 years has grown a ton, much less the nation and TV coverage and just it's it's truly been an incredible journey and, and just so fun to watch and to be a part of. Uh, Ali, I think I know the answer to this question. And I think if anyone knows you or has listened to the beginning of this interview, uh, will know the answer to this question. But I want to ask it anyway about your your uh, just your mindset and um, th- your personality being so positive. Uh, and we and can see just the innate joy that you have day to day in everything you do. Uh, where does that come from? Uh, well, without a doubt, I mean, that's my faith. You know, I mean, every day is a gift. I mean, you know, I was blessed, Tom, to have a great mentor besides my dad growing up in, in, <laughs> in a well-known former manager, uh, Tommy Lasorda. May he rest in peace. Um, I met him when I was 10 years old and, and just became just not only a pen pal, but a friend. And he was a mentor to me. And he, he told me I was in college and he told me I was going to be a, a coach. And I'm like, I'm not going to be a coach. I'm going to be an attorney, you know, and <laughs> uh, just, you know, having the opportunity to, to be around him, like, cause he would take me with him and like people would come up and ask for an autograph and not once did he tell them, no, he'd always make them say please. And thank you. You know? Um, but his passion is love. Like it just, overflowed onto me and I, I just I wanted to be like him be, because of everything that he gave me but also um just the way he he lived his life and it, it was a true passion but no doubt um it was my faith in the sense that he, one thing he told me I, I remember him talking to a group or whatever and or no he asked me hey, how are you doing today I was like um I'm good he said well let me tell you this I um uh, I woke up this morning got the paper, looked in the obituary section, and my name wasn't there. I knew it was going to be a great day. <laughs> like, yes, you know, like he, he just had that that zest for life. And and it's true, like every day is a gift from God. We're, we're certainly not promised tomorrow. And so every day I tried to live that way and try to recognize that it's a gift and, and Lord, help me to be a blessing that you've called me to be. Help me to be aware, you know, because like it's so easy as a coach. Gosh, it's so easy to get get like focused on things like Obviously, we have to win and, and the skills and drills and what we have to do today, those things are important. But 
just to give me, you know, I'd pray for the awareness to recognize, you know, maybe the kid on our team who really needed me that day, who I may not recognize because she's just not saying anything. I just wanted awareness of those things every day so that I could be the instrument he called me to, to be. And, and, you know, I, I told him every day, I'm just trying to poop sunshine on everybody, you know? And <laughs> again, you know, there, there are times, there are tough times, hard times, but every time I went out to practice and I don't know, there's just something about being around the players. It just, just brought the best out of me. It just brought me joy, true joy. And, and I'm so blessed that that was the case because it all came from them. You know, I think the best example of that, and we're talking with Allison Habits here on the Out of the Box podcast, was a discussion that we mentioned on game broadcasts and on previous podcasts after the Lehigh game this year. You know, everybody in that clubhouse was feeling like crap. Let's be honest, Alabama loses the opener for the first time in over a decade. Uh, it was a game that was tied late, lose, and we're all, you know, sad and like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And you're in the clubhouse saying, come on, y'all. This is going to be so much better when we're all talking about it, laughing on our way to OKC. And that positivity was something that I felt like, you know, in particular, this team needed this past year. But, you know, it's something that a lot of people just need in general because sports are hard, especially a game of failure like softball and baseball. And I, I just loved that you always brought that positivity and that cup half full glance at every single situation. Well, I, I appreciate that, Gray. I mean, I, it's all about the narrative, right? It's all about how you look at things. You're right, the glass half empty, glass half full. Now, I mean, there were some games that I hate to lose, right? But I, the next thing I think that I'm really blessed with is just just hope. Like, I, I always have hope, and, and there's something that we're going to learn from this, and it's going to be better because of this. Because I mean, because there's, there's no great victory without the, suf the suffering or, or the trials that, that go through it. And I remember at one point I – you know, I told them, like, look, I know it's hard for you to understand this because, you know, losing obviously is not easy. Everybody wants to win and they want that gratification right now. So it's not easy. But if you think, like, what you ought to think about someone who, who inspired you in your life or an inspiring story, you know, I said, what about the story makes it inspiring? It's always the adversity, right? I said, if, if we say, hey, we had a great season. We won every game and then made to the College World Series and we won. Wow. Like nobody's inspired by that. <laughs> it's great. My, you're talented, but nobody in the world is inspired by that. But man, to say we lost so many games, we lost more games than we ever had in the history of Alabama softball. And we overcame so much. Like we lost the high. We had injuries, all that. And by golly, we still doing, we still made it. Like we still persevere. We stayed like that inspires people. So it's the struggle. It, it's the hard times. It's the losses. It's the injuries. Those things are going to be, the, I said, you're writing the inspiring piece of your story right now. So don't lose sight of that. In the midst of it, let's just keep going and know it's going to be a greater story in the end. How much will that Team 27, this past year's team, kind of have a special place in your heart uh, looking back on it now, considering all the adversity that there was? And it was something that I noticed. We talked to Murph about this on our uh, season wrap-up show. Uh, that it seemed as though everybody, uh, of course, you, you don't want to go 0-2 in the Women's College World Series, but it seemed as though everybody, including the coaches, the players, the fans, all were able to feel and appreciate the specialness of that team making it to Oklahoma City. Yeah, no doubt, Tom. And 
I told the team this, of course, in the midst of me making this decision, I, I wasn't able to process really any of it. And to really, it was just a day-to-day thing with, with just mom and, and trying to figure out, you know, the decision I had to make. So, but, you know, when I did have time to at least a few days to think about, wait, this is my last season. What did that look like? Man, I just, huh. I was like, thank you, Laura. I mean, it was, it was a blessing because again, I look at our season and, and every season in 25 years had a special quality to it, just based on, you know, the athletes that I was pr- privileged to coach. But this team did a first in the sense that we lost more than we ever have and still made it. I mean, that's hard to do because if you know me, obviously I am that person who, if you strike out, so what next at bat? Like I'm always trying to give them a different narrative. I'm always trying to help them persevere through the struggle because I know when they get to the other side of it, it, it has so much worth. Like they have that sense of, wow, I did something hard and I, and I persevered. And unfortunately that's a lost um, value in today's, world when with the portal and and all that like when it gets hard I'm out if I don't make the team I'm going to another team if I if I strike out it's somebody else's fault so I know the value of that so that's something that I stress and I try to emphasize and I try to really let that be a part of who I am and and try to model that so this team and and what they accomplished it 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 is I mean it's special in that sense that I went out on, on the one thing that I tried to stress probably the most we did that and, you know, I said it took everybody buying in because, again, my narrative this year is, look, let's be honest, it's not easy, to, not easy to lose and keep going. But it was always, look, I'm just telling you right now, get in the huddle. We can win. Oh, we have to win. We have to win two, two tournaments, you guys, two tournaments to get to the College World Series. We can beat anybody in the country. Right now, we might lose, might win. I don't care. We are getting battle tested and we are practicing. We are practicing for those two tournaments. So let's go. Let's let's fight. Let's scratch, claw, whatever it takes. So that was kind of the narrative the whole year of like we lose. OK, we'll learn from it. We're getting battle tested. We're getting ready like it's it's going to help us win those last two tournaments, you know. Um, and of course, the injury <laughs> with Montana was uh, was a little, you know, because I think everybody was on board and that happens like, oh, are you kidding me? Like right now what now you know we, we've been planning for this and now it's a heck of, of a plot twist in the story that's for sure right <laughs> right but let me tell you gray i mean and i don't, I don't want to go into all this but that's when the faith pit piece became a, a really big part which of course is 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 the main thing for me as you know like my faith and so look we go into you know and montana had taken the mri so she knew so of course, she is devastated. She tells the coaches. Um, but she was still going to see Dr. Kane, right? So she's in her room. And, of course, you know, Callie, Callie Helvin calls me and says, Allie, I just really want to do something for Montana. You know, what can – I know she's sad. And it's like, all right, you know, let's go across the street. So a few of her teammates went across the street. There was that party place. And I don't know if you remember that. And um, Montana likes Yellowstone. And, of course, Rip is her favorite player, her favorite actor. You know, everybody loves Rip. So we found this life-size cardboard stand-up of Rip. So we get that. We get some, like, I don't know, some camouflage balloons, all that. So we take it to her room. And, you know, we walk in. We think we're going to, you know, obviously cheer her up. So it's about, I don't know, whoever was down there, about 10 teammates, me and and Jenna. And um, we walk in. And so she's like, oh, thank you, guys. You know, and we're all in there. And, look, she just breaks down. I mean, it was – I remember it. I'm just like, oh, no. Oh, no. Just saying, why? Why, why we got to do this to me now, Ali? Why? I've done the right thing. I've worked hard. Like, this is the moment. Like, I've, this is it. Like, why would he? Do- I mean, she is angry. 
she's crying and she is just and everybody is silent watching her sob you know we're just so again I don't know what came over me but I said you know what Montana it's hard for me to cry right now and again it's it's a real hope right but I said until somebody tells you that you cannot pitch I believe you're gonna pitch I don't see a scenario where you after everything you've done that this is gonna be your last go that you're not in a pitching postseason. I can't imagine that scenario. Now, if that's what happens, then God's will be done. But I believe he can heal that. I, I believe he can. And I believe he will. And I have to have hope in that because if I don't, I, I won't be able to function right now. So I need you to have hope, you know? So I'm just telling her all this. And then Jenna pipes in with, well, wait, Montana. Um, you, you remember when I told you in the game? And you guys, this, this might get a little long-winded, but in the game, okay, the Arkansas game, Jenna says, um, you, you remember God told me like there was going to be a healing and I need to tell you Montana and, and that we were going to be at the top, like glorifying his name. And, and Montana looks at her and she's like, Oh my gosh, you did tell me that. And I looked at Jen. I'm like, Whoa, we should have led with that. Like, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> what is going on, you know? Yeah. Allie, like in the middle of the game, God kept telling me there was going to be a miracle healing. I need to tell Montana we we're going to be at the top, you know, glorifying his name. And, and she said, so I went and told her, you know, because remember we were playing from we were praying for Madeline, right? Madeline mm. Daigle, who was suffering in St. Jude's. We've been praying. So of course Jenna took that as Madeline's gonna be healed. That's the that's the only person who needed healing, right? Madeline, so she goes and tells Montana, she was like, God, we're in the middle of the game. I cannot talk to Montana right now, right? I mean, come on. But she said it wouldn't go away. She said, finally I went up and said, Look, Montana, God's telling me, like, seriously, uh, Madeline's gonna be healed, okay? It's gonna be a miracle healing. And this game's going to be good. We're going to win. And like, we're going to be at the top glorifying his name. And Montana's like, all right, cool. You know, she said the very next inning, she goes out there and gets hurt. So Jenna was ticked. She's like, really, God? Like, what, what, what a cool joke. Like, what are you doing? She's hurt. Like, wh what's going to happen now? And so Jenna was so upset that she thought that maybe something she told Montana um, made her pitch maybe a little through something that was hurting and so much so that she went up and told Montana, I'm so sorry if I told you something that, you know, made you push through something that made you get hurt. Montana was like, no, no, it wasn't you, you know. And But so anyway, it just hit Jenna as she's at, you know, the foot of Montana's bed that, wait, maybe it wasn't Madeline. I was like, no, Madeline got her miracle already. Maybe it's you, Montana. Maybe this is part of it. M maybe I got it wrong. Like, he's going to heal you now. And like, at the end, we're going to be up at the top. Glorify and I was like, what a story that would be. I'm just saying, just throwing that out there, you know? So you guys, you know the rest of the story, but wow. I mean, wow is all I can say, because I'll end it with this, right? Jenna hits the home run in the bottom of the sixth to put us up by two. Top of the seventh, Montana goes up, gives up a home run, but for Jenna's home run would have been tied. Mm -hmm. So who gets called up to the top for media? at the end of the game and the last game before they go to the world series is Montana and Jenna. So I'm just saying, um, what a beautiful gift of faith from Montana or Jenna to, sh to have the courage to share that. And then just to the courage to go out there for Montana. I mean, that was courageous, man. Cause she, she could have fell flat on her face in front of 4,000 people. So there was just so many special moments to this season that absolutely make, make it a privilege for me. Not that there's ever a good time to go out, because I, I love what I do. I never, there's really not a good time for me. Um, but this season is without a doubt, extremely special for me for those reasons.
Wow. What a, wow. What, what, what a story. And that uh, even puts even more of a uh, spotlight on what happened after that, that, you know, Montana suffers basically a season ending injury. And then is pitching two weeks later in the super regionals against a great team in Northwestern after Jayla has just unbelievable performances. Yeah. The best and, two weeks of her life in the regionals yeah. and, and supers to get Alabama in that position. Uh, just wow. Just, I mean, that, that puts an even yeah. a whole new, a whole new light on it. Yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, what Jayla did again, just so there's so many special moments because again, we pre, and that's what I said about Jayla. Like we, we preach the Mudita piece, right? And and look, you guys, and I told them this. Look, I'm just going to tell you, you're not Alabama if you don't have an ego. If at one time you weren't all about you, like you're an elite athlete, you're going to have an ego. That's tough, man. When you come, everybody who puts on the jersey wants to play. And they think they deserve to play. I mean, let's just be honest. Mm-hmm. So for those who have to die to self day in and day out and just keep working. And man, look, I would come to the gym. I would come to the the rose the rose house you know at night or whatever just to get something and i see jayla by herself nobody's with her and she's throwing to that to that screen trying to hit her spots just on her own you know always a great always a great teammate but but wasn't gonna settle you know it's one thing to be a great teammate but i'm i can't i'm not satisfied i don't want you to be satisfied i'm gonna work my tail off because my time is coming and man did her time come and man, like, I don't believe in luck. Luck is when opportunity meets training, meets hard work. And she was ready for that. And it was, oh, what, what a gift. What a gift that was to watch her go out and just shine. That was special. Allie, what are you most proud of when, when you look back at all the accomplishments? Obviously, all the stuff at Alabama, the championships, the rings, all the jewelry. Uh, but, you know, a, a great playing career at Louisiana all of the professional baseball accomplishments that you had, what, what hall of fame halls, all the halls of fame. What, what are you most proud of? What accomplishment do you feel like sticks with you the most of this day? Well, without a doubt, it's, it's those, um, you know, it could be several years later. It could be in the middle of the season, but it's those either one-on-ones or like text messages or thank you notes that say that, you impacted my life in a very real way. You made me a better person. Um, you showed me faith. You showed me that God loves me and that I'm I'm worthy and valued. And um, you showed me something bigger than than myself. And you know those are the those are the things really that we're put on this earth to do is to show everybody the way and um, and and just again those when they let me know that and that I know that I'm, that I made an impact on somebody's life and for the rest of life and married life or their careers, just to know that I impacted their life and made a positive difference in their life. Um, without a doubt, it is what fills me most. I mean, the accomplishments, you know, the accolades, all that, they're great. And I, and I so value them and appreciate them because those are special moments, but it's those moments within the moment, you know, like I'm going to share the story because like, when we won it in, in 2012, that was so special because we had been, I mean, gosh, you know, we're knocking at the door and it's, it's tough to go to the World Series and keep losing and, and almost get there. And keep, that's tough. But to finally win, it was exhilarating. But it's 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 those special moments like we're playing Cal, right? They're the number one seed that year. We had never made it to the three game series against Oklahoma. 
we're playing Cal and they have this nasty pitcher named Joe, not nasty in a, in a good way, <laughs> Jolene <laughs> Henderson. And she had a changeup that should have been illegal, not necessarily, but it was so good. It should have been illegal because it was so darn good. I mean, that's what it made her. It really made them the number one seed because I mean, she just mowed down people and she just had a really dirty changeup. So, you know, I, I would say a all hours of the night trying to pick pitches, right? So knowing that we're going to face her, we're going to face Cal, and we only have to win that game to get to the three-game series. We had never made it to the three-game series, right? And that was going to be against Oklahoma. Well, you know, obviously I want to win that game, so I'm, I'm trying to pick the change up, and I just can't. I mean, there's nothing she does different, okay? So now it's game time. We're in the dugout. Starting lineup is put out there, and, you know, a young lady by the name of Ryan I. Murray, who we all know so well, you know, we called her Nug. You know, I mean, she was just a relentless little player. I mean, and, and she could have probably been the starting second baseman for any other SEC team. We just so happened to have Kayla Hunt and an All-American at second base. So Ryan's not in the starting lineup, right? Does she want to be? Yes, she does. When she comes up, she says, uh, Allie, I'm, I'm going to pick that change up. I'm like, huh, good luck with that, you know? So about the third inning, she comes in and says, Allie, I got it. I was like, what? Yeah, look, watch, watch. So she tells me, and I'm like, Holy crap. Like you got, yes, you got it. Like that. Yes. You know, and I mean, I'm pumped. You hear me? So I said, all right, do your thing. So she says, all right, you guys, if I call out an S word, when you're up to bat, that means a changeup's coming. So who comes up to bat? Two runners on Jackie Trainer. Okay. Well, about to throw a changeup. Ryan calls sit. Of course, the changeup is a lot easier to hit when you know it's coming. So she sat and hit a bomb over left center. Okay. Three run home run. And let me tell you, She's running around the bases. And look, you know, at the World Series, it's hard to climb over, like, the railing in front. I mean, our players are, like, falling over the railing, trying to get out to home plate. Just so excited, right? So she's around third base. Everybody's waiting for her at home plate. And we're just so excited. And she steps on home plate. She looks at Ryan I. Murray dead in her eyes and points at her and says, thank you, Nug. That was all you, man. And it was just like, there was just a, like, a moment of silence in the sense like everybody was just looked and Ryan's eyes got big and just her. I mean, look, she was four foot nothing, but I'm telling you after that comment, she, she grew to six feet because it just, it just validated what her role was. Cause there, look, the bottom line is Jackie does not hit that home run without Ryan. She doesn't, she might get lucky pop up, but there's a good chance she ain't hitting the home run. And Jackie could have very easily celebrated, pumped her chest. Like, yeah, yeah. And a little later, Went to Ryan and said, hey, Ryan, thank you, man. I appreciate that. That would have been normal, right? But, man, to watch her validate a what most people would consider an insignificant role, to validate that in such a huge way at a huge moment. I mean, I got chill bumps in my cheeks all the way down to my pinky toe. I was like, <laughs> I remember that moment more than probably the last pitch of, the, of, the, of winning the Natty. Mm. Because it's like, yes, like they get it. Like, they Ah, it's just so special, you know, because we preach those things, but when they start to validate each other's roles and appreciate and value each other, huh, it's just magical. Those are magical moments that I would cherish for a lifetime. Amazing. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Allison Habits joining us here on the Out of the Box podcast. Allie, we've got a lot that, that we're going to say to you in just a moment. But before that, Tom, we've got a little surprise uh -huh. for Allie. Uh, uh -huh. Allie, we spoke to a lot of people 
a, a lot of a lot of people and they had something that they wanted to say to you Allie, my angel, it's B-Raj. I love you so much. I cannot express to you how proud I am of you and how grateful I am for you. Your presence in my life completely enriched every experience that I've had at Bama and even now. Um, you've left an imprint on my heart, your passion, your wisdom, your patience, your encouragement, your positivity, all the things. We are so lucky that you have been in our lives and I can speak for all of us. We're really excited that you're stepping into the next chapter and you get to spend time with your sweet mama. We love you. Roll Tide. Hey Al, it's Cal. I just want you to know how much I love you and how much you mean to me and my family. I'm so grateful that you were my coach for four years and now you are a friend forever. You got to say the prayer at my wedding, which is something I will remember forever. I can't wait for your new journey in Louisiana. And just remember, the best is yet to come. I love you, I'm proud of you, and I'll see you soon. Hey Allie, it's Kaylee Tao, one of your two favorite girls from Kentucky. I wanted to wish you a happy retirement and tell you how grateful I am that I got to play for you for five years at Alabama. You were the best coach that anybody could ever ask for. The values that you have are something that you live out every single day and it's so inspiring to see. You always believed in me, always turned me back to Jesus, always reminded me of my worth and told me that the best was yet to come. The best is yet to come for you, Allie. Congratulations on your career. Your mom is so lucky to have you. And I can't wait to see the ways that you continue to impact lives in the future. I love you so much. I'm so grateful and I can't wait to see you soon. Allie, congrats on a career that most only dream of having. And I just will never be able to thank you enough for all that you've done for me and my family both as a player and I got to be your colleague for a year and a half. I'm just, I'm forever grateful for the time that we've had together and the different chapters of life that we've gotten to experience together. And now let's add another one to the book. You get to be a part of the Bama U alumni crew, which I'm very excited about. Um, but this is just a see you later not a goodbye and I look forward to seeing you around Tuscaloosa at all the weddings at all the baby showers and all of the other fun things we have to look forward to together so I love you and enjoy your retirement you deserve it hey Allie I just want to say thank you for all that you did for me as a player and as a coach you have been such a special part of my journey and I'm just so thankful for you I hope that you enjoy your retirement and that you enjoy your family. I love you so, so much. No one deserves this more than you. Hey y'all, it's me, Allie Shipman, former Alabama catcher number 34. And I just wanted to touch on how special coach Allison Habits was, especially to me. As a transfer coming in, I was so nervous and so scared. And she just showed me the utmost of love and joy and the presence of Jesus every single day. There truly is nobody quite like Coach Allie. She is just light. She is sunshine. She showed me how to love myself and how to love others. She showed me how to love the sport of softball and how to love Jesus. 
she really just is everything I, I've ever needed from a coach. She's everything I've ever wanted, ever needed, and I can't thank her enough for changing my life, for making me a better person, a better softball player, better teammate, and a better leader. So thank you so much, Allie. I love you so, so much. Hey, Coach Allie, Sydney Littlejohn here. Just wanted to take a quick moment and say thank you so much for all that you have done for me, for the University of Alabama, and for the game of softball. You have been such a legend of our game, and it has been such an honor to have you as a coach and now as a personal friend and someone that I can always call and count on and someone who I can always look to for a little bit of inspiration. I'm so excited for you and this next chapter of life and I cannot wait for all the crawfish boils that are upcoming and all I'm saying is you better save me a seat at the table. Love you. Hey Allie, I've been thinking a lot about this and the right words are never going to come out for that will do you uh, the due diligence that you deserve. But I just wanted to stop in and say that uh, I am so lucky to have been impacted by you and been just around you and your presence, not only as a player, but now as a coach. And I'm gonna carry on, uh, do my best to carry on your legacy in, in instilling greatness and that hope and keeping that passion alive in players and making sure that they feel like their gifts are unique and special to them. Uh, that's definitely something you taught me and you continue to teach me daily. And uh, congrats on your retirement and Alabama will always be home for you. Roll Tide. Hey Allie, it's Charlotte Morgan, um, the first Californian to go to Alabama. Um, ironic that I'm at a softball field, Boston starts, uh, softball for the first time today and when one door closes another door opens and just want to say thank you thank you for who you were for me at Alabama you're the reason I made through the tough times um, I'm forever indebted to you uh, you gave me confidence you believed in me even when it was hard you knew when I needed that pick me up and I just I, I can never say thank you enough uh, for what you've meant to me, to Alabama softball, and to so many. So enjoy it. You deserve it. Enjoy your mom and your dad's looking down proud of you. We love you so much, Allie. Hey, Coach Allie, TC here. I just wanted to wish you a very happy and well-earned retirement. You are an absolute legend, and you were my rock and my soundboard during my time I spent at Alabama on the mental side of the game, and I just can't express how much you meant to me in my three years there your mom is beyond lucky to have you back home to take care of her and alabama softball is going to miss you but i just hope you realize the impact that you've made on my life and every other single player's life in your 25 26 years there so i love you i wish you the best and can't wait to connect again in the future hey Allie, happy retirement i'm so thankful that i had the opportunity to play for you your attention to detail your passion for the game and your love of people and jesus is just going to be an unmatched legacy left from alabama softball i truly love you and i wish you all the best Congratulations on your retirement and Audi love forever. What's up, Coach Allie? It's Halo. I wanted to wish you well on your retirement. I can't thank you enough for the huge impact you've had, not only on me, but on everyone that's come through the Alabama softball program. You're one of the biggest influences in my life, and I know that I wouldn't be the player that I am, the person that I am, 
the leader that I am without the influence of you. So thank you, thank you so much for spending all of your time, all of your effort, for pouring out your soul into us. We appreciate you more than you know. We love you so much, and I can't wait to see what you do in this next chapter. What's going on, Allie? This is Cassie Riley Bosha. Um, you know, when Gray first asked us to do this, he said, hey, try to keep it within 45 seconds. And I started making a list of all these things that I wanted to thank you for in this video. And I got to item uh, 48, and I realized unless I spoke all of these within a second, or less, there was no way I was gonna fit it. Uh, thank you just seems so small in comparison to the monumental impact that you have made on so many people. Um, everything I do in my life, the way I coach, the way I l try to lead, the way I love others, the way uh, I feel loved, it is, it is impacted by you. It is impacted by so much of what you've taught us and it is, I see it in my teammates and I see it in the current athletes and anybody that you have had a chance to impact, their life is just for the better. Uh, Allie, we all love you and we are so proud and happy for you and uh, we can't wait to see you again and give you a big hug to congratulate you on retiring. Hey Allie, bro here. Um, wow, words just cannot express the impact that you've had on my life and all of the women that have gone through Alabama softball worn the A on their chest, how much that you have impacted their lives for the better. You are just such a pure light joy. You bring happiness, you bring love. You are a mentor. You are someone that I always felt like I could talk to about anything. You had the ability to hear me, to make me feel better, to make me feel confident, to give me the best piece of advice that you could. But more than that, Allie, you just, you have been such an inspiration to me in how you approach life and how you live by your faith and come every single day with the ability to help and serve others. And it's the greatest thing in the world. I'm so happy to have gotten to play outfield for you. It was the best three years wearing the jersey, getting to hang out with you in the outfield every single day. I wish you all the best in your next steps. We'll miss you, we love you, and I am just so grateful every single day for you. Okay, so you didn't say that I had to bring like two boxes of tissue for um, this podcast, so. I'm a hot yeah. mess now. Thanks, guys. Wow. Well, I, I we can only repeat and retweet and bold <laughs> and star and italicize everything that was said in that video by so many phenomenal, phenomenal people. And we'll read the list uh, for for the podcast listeners in just a moment. This video is for Allie. She can show it to whoever she wants. Um, but the audio is what all of you heard. And Allie, I know for me, and I know Tom, you've got some things to say as well the way that you welcome me as a scared freshman, very similar to a lot of the players that were just in that video, except I was a scared freshman who was just doing radio <laughs> and who was just occasionally at the home games and then started to travel on the road. And one of the things that I very vividly remember from my first year doing radio is that I would always try and get down for your speech with the team. And I would write down a quote. It wasn't for the air. It wasn't for the audience. It wasn't for the Crimson Tide Sports Network. It was for me. It was whatever you said that I felt like I could apply to my life. And 
I am forever grateful for you and for your wonderful family and their cooking abilities, which I, I hope to uh, have a taste of that very soon. And uh, I, I cannot properly express how much you mean to me and to this program and to the sport of softball. Well, great. That, that means a lot. And I so appreciate you guys putting that video together because like, you know, you, when you asked me about all the accolades, that was it. Right. I mean, that, that's what means the most to me is just knowing that I, I help people or I, I help them grow or I, I was a part of their lives that that was a positive piece or that was a blessing in some way. So um, them expressing that in such a beautiful fashion and you taking the time to uh, do that for me is, is, I mean, that's, that's a gift I will treasure more than I can express and your words too. I mean, great. You're, wow. I just remember watching you and you would always carry this big poster and I'm thinking, what is this guy? Like, is he drawing? Like, is that just his doodle? Like he has to doodle because he's bored during the games <laughs> or what? And I one time turned it over and looked and I'm like, Oh my, like, I need him for scouting purposes. This guy is invested, man. Like, <laughs> let me tell you, yeah, I mean, you're all in and just the research, the time and effort you put into what you were doing. I was so extremely impressed by that. And I mean, obviously since then I've gotten to know you and, and just tell you, you've helped us not just on the radio, but just our players. You've helped us recruiting, just the way you speak about our program and, and just the light you are. You know, and again, I mean, softball has grown a lot, but it's still nice for our, for, our, for our athletes to know that there are people who are really invested in them. You know, I mean, it's one thing, yeah, it's, it's grown a lot, we're on TV and all that, but those special people who come and it's, yeah, I'm radio, I'm a dude, right? And, you know, you could easily be like, I'm just going to do my job. Like, it's just a job. But they knew that you were invested in them and that you cared. And I'll never forget. You mentioned that Lehigh game. And for you and for Tom and Nate, I'll never forget. It was tough. Don't get me wrong. I might have said those things, but it was still tough, you know. And after the game, I just remember seeing you three. And you spoke words of positivity. And, and I looked at all of you and I was like, you know what? Because, again, it's easy to, to jump on whenever we're winning. But, man, those tough losses to still believe and to still, like, love on us. I told you then, you will never I can never express for me, for Murph, for our players, how much you having our backs means to us. Because when it's all said and done, I mean, they're, you know, those people who are in it, when, when you're at your worst, those are the ones that, God, they're your blessing. So I just appreciate you guys being that too. Like we always knew, no matter how horrible we played, because I know y'all are competitors too. Like y'all hate to lose. I, I learned that about you too. That's just true. Message you in this. Look, those celebrations that, that I was able, like, you'd send some to me and, like, hear it in your voice, but then to see it, actually, y'all celebrating, gosh, that fired me up more than anything. But just okay. knowing that you had our backs, no matter what, you have no idea how powerful that is. I mean, not just for me, but for everyone in our program, but specifically meant the world to me and, and your friendship. And you are always welcome in Cajun country, my friend, always with some good food. Uh, okay We're, <laughs> we'll definitely take you up on that and uh ali i just wanted to uh again i we we talked earlier but i wanted to again say that um you know nine years ago when i joined the alabama family the bama U family um you were pretty much the first person to to really embrace me and bring me in and i was part of the family from day one uh with you and uh and you know from 
you know, ups and downs on the field, off the field. You know, I mentioned to you when, uh, when my dad passed away, it was just a little bit after midnight. And after I talked to a couple of family members, you were the first person I called and I knew you'd be up because we'd already been, we'd already been talking. And, <laughs> and it's know, Allie. <laughs> and it's Allie and it's during the season and I know she's going to be up. Uh, but, you know, just that you're, you're there, you know, you never met my dad, but I, I knew that, you know, that you were going to be the person I needed to talk to at that time. And um, just that type of thing, uh, all the stuff you've done on the field, uh, helping players on the field is the stuff that those, those young ladies were talking about uh, th- those relationships that you've had, that you've created. Um, those are what's going to going to last and, and continue to, to roll on. Well, Tom, I appreciate that. And, you know, I consider it like when you did call me, it's those moments that I cherish because I consider them such a privilege and an honor to um, to, to share those heartfelt moments with you because they're meaningful to me more than I can express, because that's what makes the world go around. It's, it's again, in those tough times, it's I just, you know, being able to share with others, especially someone like you. And, you know, it's been so um I guess, fruitful for me or, or inspiring to me because to watch you, because in our program, we, we have a lot of, of great people and um, even the coaching staff and all that, but it's, it's somewhat of a rarity with our, with our close knit group. We don't have many dads. I mean, you realize that like we yeah. don't, we don't have many dads. So you, you, Tom, filled that a special role and of course, I, you know, my dad was everything to me, but mm-hmm. the male figure in a female's life is, ah, it's critical. I mean, and I've learned that, or I mean, we do a whole podcast on that. Let me tell you, <laughs> but the dad role is, is so critical. So you just uplifted me in so many ways, not only for our players to have a role model for you as a dad, um, but for me to see like your wife, your beautiful two girls, and you were a girl dad too. I mean, that's oh, yeah. better. Like, <laughs> yeah, he is a rock star girl dad, you know? Um, but to watch, you know, your girls, they're so beautiful and to watch their talents and their creativity. And I, I know I've yet to make it to one of their performances, but I've, it's always something that I want to do because I just love the fact, the impact that you've made on them and just how they, how they shine and how they're so secure in, in themselves and that, that security stems from you and you have no idea the impact you make on them. And it, it just inspired me because again, having a, a dad role model in our program is, is such a, such a great thing to have. So I, I just appreciate, you don't even know you're doing it, but I, I appreciate the role model that you are for, for all of us. So thank you for that, Tom. Now I, now I need tissues. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Allie, you're uh, incredible. Uh, the impact that you've had on this program cannot be overstated. The impact you've had on us cannot be overstated. And I hope that everybody out there can can firmly understand why we were all so sad. But I mean, we're happy for you that you're getting a chance to go home and take care of your mom. But, uh, you know, last weekend was really, really difficult for a lot of alums. That's why you saw so many people involved with the program on Twitter or whatever it's called now, uh, saying things. And it's because of what you've done for all of us. And we are so grateful to you for everything throughout your coaching tenure. We're grateful for this podcast episode and that you came on and and let us talk to you and let, uh, let us help share your story because I think it's one that uh, can, can touch a lot of people. 
out there. You know, just because you're leaving now, it does not mean that you're gone, that this episode will be out there and we know we're going to see you at games in the future. Well, I appreciate that, Greg, very much. And you guys know more than anyone how difficult it is for me to watch Alabama softball on TV and to listen to it on the radio, although I value what you do because my dad was always big on that of, of announcers, I guess, because he grew up listening to baseball. So he valued and appreciate people who could truly announce the game. And he loved the two of you. He thought you guys were awesome. He told me that every time I talked to him on the phone, but to actually experience that, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I text you guys like, Oh my gosh, what's going on? Oh my gosh. Why is this? You know, I mean, it's hard. It's hard when you're invested. And I, I, I told our, our team, I'm like, it's not, it's, it's tough for me to kind of navigate it all because I'm not leaving to go somewhere else. I'm just going home to take care of my mom. I feel, I mean, I'm Bama U. I feel like I need to go get a tat or something. Like I feel like a, an alum now, you know? I'm like, sure there will be chances. <laughs> but I, I'm invested and I, I can't imagine I'm get, you know, watching games and be like, okay, put down the phone, Allie. You cannot call her in the middle of a game. She's in the dugout. You can't call her right now. You know? <laughs> right. I mean, it's going to be tough because I am invested. I, that passion did not leave. It's still there. And I love 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 Alabama softball everyone in it and you know watching it is going to be just incredible and you know I told them this one thing I left them with I was like you know for those of you who really know me you know that I have a huge devotion to our lady and that stems from my dad as well because I think she's the perfect role model of the female genius and and just for a Christian in general of her humility and her faith and how she she lived out the faith perfectly and I said but there's one thing about her like that I think about that's, I guess, applicable in this moment. And I said, you know, she's she's having Jesus. She agreed to do that, right? She's in a stable. It stinks. There's animals. There's poop. And I'm sure she's wondering, what am I doing? Well, like, what's going on? Then three kings walk in and give her gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And she, there's a lot. There's a lot for her to take in. I'm sure it's overwhelming. And all scripture says is that she took all these things and she pondered them in her heart. And I will say, I have a lot to ponder in my heart. And that's because of you guys, for everyone who wore the Bama softball jersey, everybody who currently wears it, everybody's ever been a part of our program. I, I can't even begin to express my gratitude and appreciation for all those moments I get to ponder in my heart for the rest of my life. Because I'm, I'm filled in so many ways. I mean, the joys of the celebrations, the tough times, the trials, all of it, all the things we just talked about and even more, it, it is. I, I'm going to have the opportunity to ponder that in my heart for the rest of my life. And um, it's a beautiful gift indeed. I think that's a beautiful way mm. to end things. Allison Habits, thank you so much for coming on this special episode of the Out of the Box podcast. We hope that, that you're doing well and that your mother's doing well. And we know that we will see you this season in some capacity. We will certainly hear from you and we can't wait for that. Thank you so much for hopping on with us. Thank you, Gray. Thank you, Tom. I love you guys. Love you too. Love you. Thanks, Allie. Roll Tide. the out of the box podcast a special episode honoring one allison habits gray robertson tom canterbury really quickly tom a special thank you to all of the contributors on that dedication video that we showed ali Brittany rogers callie case ely kaylee tau amanda Locke, 
Allie Shipman, Jaden Spencer, Ryan I. Murray, Sydney Little John Watkins, Charlotte Morgan, Taylor Clark, Kayla McClinney, Cassie Riley Bosha, Kayla Bro. Wow. A lot of All Americans, a lot of important people in Alabama history, and a lot of people who were very, very eager to talk about what Allie meant to them when I sent out the call. Yeah. And like what Cassie was saying, you know, if you try to keep it to 45 seconds or a minute, it's hard to get it all in there. But man, it was so special to hear uh, from all those former players. And you could really tell how much Allie impacted all of them. And notice very few of them mentioned anything about playing softball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it, you know, being a coach and being just a mentor, uh, so much more than the game. Yeah, and you've got pitchers and infielders right. and outfielders, and you've got people who are all Americans and people cough cough Haley McClinney who are literally the best player in the world. And right. then you have people who were just really good players in college and then just went on with their lives afterwards. You have people who had different journeys of softball and Allie was able to impact all of them in so many different ways, not just on the field, but most certainly off. Yeah. And you're hearing the the special you know, the circumstances and the situations like with uh, Ali Shipman coming in as a transfer and, and how, you know, like what I was talking about, how Ali uh, being so welcoming can really make a big difference. You know, yeah. you know, when you when you're first coming in, somebody like Taylor Clark, who, you know, didn't have a couple seasons that she was probably thinking she was going to have when she transferred here. But then you know, stayed focused, stayed positive, and and Allie had such a big impact on that. And then she ends up having a, you know, makes the all-tournament team in the SEC tournament and one of the big reasons why Alabama made it to the World Series in 2019. Yeah. (laughs) It's just amazing. It really is. It really is amazing. And thank you to everybody who participated in that video. And just thank you again to Allie for coming on the show. We've been talking about doing it for years. Right. Maybe we waited too long. My bad. But... She came on and I felt like everything that she said is something that every listener out there can can use in their daily life. It's not, this is a softball podcast, but Allie did so much more than just coach softball. And I think that that is what a lot of people, first of all, didn't get. You know, a lot of people did not understand that role that Allie had. And when we talk in just a little bit about what the staff might look like next year and, and what qualifications, I guess, or what qualities you're looking for in in that new staff member, uh, that role is really, really tough to replace because you're replacing a personality, not just a personality trait. Right. That being said, one of the reasons why uh, she was so impactful and was able to do what she did is because Patrick Murphy is the same way. Right. Patrick Murphy and her and Allie complement each other so well. And one of the reasons why I think Alabama, if we're you know, just talking about on the field now, uh, Alabama will continue to to roll is because the foundation is still there that that Allie was a big part of. But then Patrick Murphy, he's the one and Allie was talking about had the overall vision and, you know, he'll make a, a great hire and, and we'll we'll see where everything goes. We'd already seen some changes in movement within the coaching staff even before this with the right. extra staff member being allowed uh, to be a paid uh, coach now, assistant coach. Uh, so th- there was already some changes happening. Um, obviously, this is the biggest one. The candidate list is very long uh, for people that would would one be interested in, and two will you know be considered. And I think you know, whoever ends up getting this job is going to uh, 
you know, fit right in. Yeah. And there are a lot of ways in which you can go, you know, because it's a, Allie did so much and she works a lot with the outfielders, but also on the staff right now, you got a pitching coach and you've got your hitting coach in Adam Arbor. So what direction do you want to go? Right. I think that that opens up the candidate pool immensely to the point where it's really hard to have a list. I have an idea of what would make sense in my head. I think it, I think it's really important for there to be a female voice in there. And I think that that's probably the direction that we'll see Alabama take. Is that actually what will happen? I don't know. But other than that, like there are a lot of female softball coaches in the world. Right. So I don't really know so, how you narrow it. Some of that on that video we just heard. Right. So, I mean, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So it, it could be an alum. It doesn't, I don't think it has to be an alum, but it's certainly an alum would be a, uh, would be a plus. I think that, you know, and because the Patrick Murphy coaching tree uh, has a lot of branches on it, uh, there's a lot of different ways you can go. Uh, so I'm, I'm very interested. I, d- I don't want to throw out specific names uh, as far as speculation goes. And but, it's hard to, again, because right. like if it were pitching coach, I could just like sure. we did when Lance was getting hired. Yeah. We mentioned names, but you're yeah. looking for assistant coach right yes. now. Who, who I don't know who that is. Exactly. So there's uh, there's a lot of different ways that and there's a lot of great candidates. And whenever that decision we made we'll we'll do a pod discussing it oh yeah we will oh yeah we will (laughs) which is why this is such a busy fall all of a sudden yes so whenever that happens we're going to do a pod whether that's a part of another pod or something who's to say right but we've still got coming up soon we we almost added it in on you know one of the the moments podcasts yeah uh and now it now we look like a genius that we that we didn't do that right and we've i mean shoot we've still got realignment that we're going to cover and Mm -hmm. the only reason we're holding off on that is because apparently the august 15th rule means nothing now and Mm. the acc is having a meeting this week yeah or next week whenever they decide to do it either way everything is changing forever still the you know we we've seen a conference that historically the most powerful softball conference in america for all intents and purposes doesn't exist after this year scrapped and sold for parts yeah like it's we're literally everywhere right so it's going to be crazy i mean some of this realignment is not even going to affect softball i've seen there are certain areas where it might only be football and basketball moves but it will affect softball because they will probably go to another conference for softball. Right. So there's it, there is still so many moving parts. It would be really hard and maybe fruitless at this point to do a podcast talking about realignment until some of these uh, parts settle. Yeah, I think we've got to wait for that ACC shoe to drop. At the same time, I don't want it to happen because yeah. what? What yeah. are we doing? Really, Stanford really and excited Duke, for, a yeah. conference super right. regional? What right. is happening? Yes, I was say really excited for that Cal clemson regular season game but you know chelsea spencer's like what is going on yeah it's you know it's kind of you kind of have to roll with it though yeah you know if you if you sit here and just rail against it you know you're just gonna get left behind like you may not like the transfer portal but you better use it that i feel like is as we get kind of deeper in it possible philosophical talk coming here we talk about realignment. You just brought up a transfer portal. We've had those discussions on this podcast over the years, whether it be big time transfers, leaving big time programs. We've had a long talk about Kelly Maxwell, whether it be people leaving Alabama, uh, Allison habits, leaving Alabama, which is not something that I had on my bingo card 
last Saturday when we were going to volleyball. Yeah. But things are changing and change is hard. Yeah. And at some point, like you said, you just kind of have to roll with it and accept all of these changes in our lives and in our sports and in our jobs that come because truly the events of the last 12 months in college sports have made sure that all of the sports specifically football of course but people forget about us the softballs the volleyballs the soccers the baseballs those have been changed forever Mm -hmm. and that's something that we just have to get used to yeah i mean i think one thing you know 2020 taught us to appreciate every game appreciate the fact you're able to play yeah uh and now you know i i think kind of like we were talking about with ali that you know this team this past year at alabama was actually able to kind of step back and appreciate that they were in oklahoma city that what they had done and i think you know you kind of just you appreciate things as they're happening because it's not going to be the same even if you're you're, you're going to have seasons, you're going to have you know hopefully a lot of success later on. But there's always going to be some di- something different about it. So you have to appreciate things as they are as they're happening. Yeah, wild times. Just deep, deep thoughts. I mean, so many things are happening in our lives. Yes, I mean, people are leaving as we're recording. They're playing volleyball in front of ninety thousand people in Lincoln, Nebraska. Talk about a positive change. Yes. Yes. Right. Where is an empty seat? If you can find me an empty seat <laughs> at this Nebraska volleyball game, I will Venmo you five bucks. <laughs> a cool crisp Abraham Lincoln. Because, wow. Yeah, it's really impressive. And I think that hopefully will, you know, put some, you know, bugs in people's ears on, you know, let's think a little bit bigger and better as far as women's sports go. We can do this. We can do this with softball. And I'm like, I might talk to Murph about it off the air and maybe on the Mm. air. And we might talk to Mickey Dean as well. We've got to do Alabama Auburn at the Hoover Met. It would get a crowd like that. It would be easy to do if you do it early enough. uh, And, and you get the city on board. Mm -hmm. You know, I say it would be easy to do. It would take work, but it would be something that would draw an atmosphere similar, certainly not crowd size wise, but atmospherically similar to what we just saw with Nebraska volleyball. And I think it makes too much sense. We should do it. Yeah. I mean, we saw with the world games, mm-hmm. you know, that people will turn out and then, you know, make it Alabama, Auburn. Goodness. Why not? Let's do it. Let's do it. Start putting out the feelers now, Twitter mm-hmm. minions or X <laughs> Xians. I Ex hooligans? I don't know. I, I I have no power, but I'm just saying. <laughs> and I certainly don't. Uh, Elon's like, what are those? No, no influence at all. Not nope. I am not an influencer. We're just podcasters. Just here podcasting, etc. Just putting out a pod that might make you cry. That's what we do every now and then. Sometimes we like to do that. As though we just got eliminated from the Women's College World Series. I'm actually proud of myself that I kept it together. I really (laughs) was. I thought it was going to happen, probably because I've seen that video a thousand times editing it today, but it's fine. Thank you to everybody. The first time you saw those clips, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'd be watching like, oh, that's right, Callie Case. (laughs) Okay. And then 25 times later, I was like, I can basically recite what she said. (laughs) 
Here's what's coming up on the pod. We're going to have the all-time SEC pitcher draft at some point. Uh, we will announce the guests for that very soon. Should be a ton of fun. Don't know when that's going to happen. Uh, and we've got out-of-the-box office coming up. We're starting to formulate some of the picks. We will hopefully, don't have a date yet, uh, do a league of their own with Lance McMahon. Our friend Sam Fisher wants to come back and do Mean Girls. Ooh. Let's go. Nice. If we do it on a Wednesday, we'll be wearing pink. Of course. Yes. Mm. All I know is that the limit does not exist. No, it doesn't. I love when I get to make that joke on the air. It's typically bad for the opposing pitcher, but I love when I can make that joke. I I just remember the first time you did it, it was like dirt. It was a a big game, which is the fun thing is if you ever listen to broadcasts that we we try to try to cut the tension when possible. And you probably heard it in some of the moments episodes, right? So (laughs) just it was a big game and someone had a a ERA of infinity. (laughs) The limit does not exist. Wait, did we just make a Mean Girls reference? <laughs> the one too. In the middle of this SEC <laughs> matchup? Yes, yes we did. I love in, and then we're going to wrap it up. Okay. I love in the number one moments in, or maybe it was Middleton, I can't remember, but one of the games, and there's a borderline call, and you can hear the crowd booing, and then you just hear in the background, you go, <laughs> 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 Yes. Uh, just there have been times we've been like wow nice weather and yes. like bases loaded <laughs> full count two outs christmas vacation lines being dropped during the sec champ tournament well that's iconic if we had sure. won that game that inning oh, would have been in there mm-hmm. but alas what happened later in that inning is actually why we did not <laughs> which again one of my favorite calls of a game that we lost because <laughs> man that <laughs> Kiki destroyed that ball. <laughs> Mashed, if you will. <laughs> right into the potatoes. Okay. Thank you to everyone for tuning in and for joining us and honoring the wonderful legacy and career and person that is uh, Allison Habits. Thank you to everybody for taking part in the video. I'm really glad that we did this episode tonight, and I'm glad that we got to chat with Allie and let her put her voice to all of this. Uh, you know, Allie doesn't do a ton of social media, so she really hasn't come out and said anything besides what's in the the very thorough statement. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that we had a chance to, to let her speak on this episode. Yeah, that was, it was really special. And I appreciate her joining us. Appreciate all the Alabama players, former players, um, saying, sending those hot, heartfelt things. And uh, we certainly did of them. Absolutely. Thank you to Tom Canterbury. Thank you to everybody tuning in, Tom. I, if the people want to see what you're doing on social media, which right now is a lot of labor and yes. also soccer, soccer. Yes. What, what are, what is the X profile that they can search for to see your posts where I post and quote things? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, T Canterbury RTR on the Twitter. I really threads. wish threads had been able to hang, you know, I still mm-hmm. have my threads, but Wow, Twitter was... really sucks now, and we've got to figure out this alternative thing. Uh, tw- Twitter, it'll be fine. I, I'm. It's the one I still have not uploaded it yet, or uh, updated it yet. I still have the bird. Oh, you have the bird. I still. still have the bird. Wow. That might change in the morning once this audio is out there. Give an Elon the bird. And they find out and switch it overnight. How dare you? Uh, I'm at Gray underscore Robertson, G R A Y underscore Robertson, at Out of the Box underscore Pod on the show. Thank you to Allie. Thank you to all of our contributors. When are we going to come back? Who's to say? But it'll be a fun episode next time we do. Bye.
Sounds good. Until then, for Tom Canterbury, I'm Gray Robertson. We'll see you next time on the Out of the Box Podcast.